Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Aren't adventurers supposed to have a specific purpose? What are you doing on this quest? Just meeting strangers? Yep, my purpose is to have no purpose. Though, I sort of find purpose as I go. My basket! It's missing! I have tried many means of defense, but none have yet proven successful. I just wish someone would succeed in getting that darn sword. I am under attack by this ruffian! I want to be big and strong and fight evil. I have hope that if you show up at her door, she might listen. Want to help me yell at them? With your sword? In a threatening manner? Sidequesting is a fantasy podcast about avoiding the main plot. It follows Ryan, an adventurer who's willing to help just about anyone out, as long as they're not being asked to deal with that scary wizard everyone keeps talking about. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast app. What to build, what to build. Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin. Hello, dear citizens of the world. I'm Guy Neville. Or perhaps you know me better by my superhero name, guy o protector of Pflugerville. Now, obviously, I'm an amazing superhero, but you could be too. You have the power of imagination and the power of invention inside of you already, just waiting to get out and save the world. I don't know, guy. I've been thinking about it, and being a hero sounds like a lot of work. I mean... These heroes are always going through bad times and struggling. They don't have time to play because they have to go to the gym and practice alien punching. Like, what if I want to play games instead of practicing Thanos punching? You know, Kabow, sometimes a game can give you the skills to be a hero. Wait, are you saying a game can be a super tool? You bet. In fact, To find a game that's also a super-invented super-tool that created a superhero, one only has to look as far as the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Wait, a Wizarding World game? You're not talking about... Yes, I am. Quidditch? That's right, Kapow. Quidditch is a super-invention? Quidditch doesn't grow on trees, does it? Huh, I don't think so. Do you ever need an umbrella because of Quidditch Raid? No, sir! Oh, but that would be awesome! And what do you always say about things that don't fall from the clouds or grow out of the ground? The 
they have to be invented. But how was Quidditch invented? And how is Quidditch a super invention? And do you have any snacks? Okay, Cabal, hold on. You're getting ahead of yourself and off topic. Let's start way back in the beginning. Way back? Is Quidditch old? Oh yeah, Kapow. Quidditch is nearly a thousand years old. But to be clear, even though it's soups old, Quidditch wasn't the first game to be played on broomsticks. There were ancient broomstick games in the wizarding world long before it, such as Shudbubs, a type of broomstick jousting, and Stitch Stock, which is like tennis on brooms. Broom tennis? Whoa, game on! But the wackiest of all is the Scottish broom game of Crayachon. In Crayachon, large boulders were charmed by wizards and witches so that they'd float in the air. Then, players would fly around with cauldrons on their heads, trying to catch as many as possible. The player who caught the most floating boulders was the winner. I want to fly around with a cauldron on my head! Ugh, I bet you do. Now, the first Quidditch game ever took place on Queerditch Marsh around the year 1050. That's where the name Quidditch comes from. A witch called Gertie Kettle, who lived on the edge of the Queerditch Marsh, wrote a series of diary entries about people playing a game with broomsticks and a ball nearby. Her second diary entry describes the players trying to score goals by shooting the balls through the trees, while the third entry refers to the bewitched rocks trying to knock players off their brooms. So this diary is like the very first sports page about Quidditch? Correct. Now, the next historical record of Quidditch appears a hundred years later in a letter from wizard Goodwin Kneen to his Norwegian cousin, Olaf. In this letter, it's clear that after a century of wizards and witches playing Quidditch, it had become more organized and had more rules. What about the snitch? The snitch is the sauce! The snitch is the sauce, Kapow. It was invented a hundred years after Olaf, during a game being watched by a large crowd. The chief of the wizard's council decided to sauce up the game by releasing a snidget bird from its cage onto the pitch, offering 150 coins to the player who caught the tiny, fast-moving bird. The players all wanted the bonus prize and took off after the snidget. Now, we don't know the name of the witch who caught the snidget, but we do know that from this point on, snidget hunting became a part of Quidditch. From that day on, each team appointed a hunter, later called a seeker, whose job it was to catch the bird for 150 points. Wait, you're talking snidget. I'm talking snitch. The snitch is the sauce. I'm getting this. The Wizards Council had to make it a protected species in the mid-14th century. Metal charmer Bowman Wright decided to invent a replacement that he called the Golden Snitch. Measuring the same as a snidget in both size and weight, and enchanted to follow its flight paths, the Golden Snitch was approved as the official snidget substitute and has appeared in games ever since. So, he saved an endangered species and a sport at the same time? Whoa! That's what I call an inventor! The golden snitch was the last ingredient Quidditch needed. Soon, it was the most popular sport in the wizarding world. 
There were strategies, World Cups, and a whole lot of rules. How many? Uh, well, there are 700 ways to foul in a Quidditch match. And check this out. All of them happened during a single World Cup match in 1473. But wait! I mean, I get how Quidditch is an invention, but how is it a super invention? It seems like it's just a game that leads to a lot of fouling and bird injuries. How did it help create a superhero or save the world? Are you kidding me, Kapow? Quidditch taught Harry Potter skills that he used in his fight against he who shall not be named. If it wasn't for his time spent on the Quidditch pitch, he never would have been able to fly like he did. Plus, he learned how to perform under pressure, focus on a goal, and most importantly, how to work with others as a team. And all of these are part of what made Harry a wizarding hero. So you're saying when I play games with friends, I'm actually in hero practice? As long as you're trying your best and playing fair, you know it. But what do I always say? Stop eating my shoes? About super tools. Oh, it's not the tool that makes the hero. It's how the hero uses the tool. That's right. So if you cheat, you could end up a Death Eater. Never! Dumbledore's army forever! Hey, you know what? All this talk about games and inventions makes me want to try and invent a new game. Maybe something with a tin can? That sounds fun, Kapow. I'll join you. But hey, before we go, if any of you kids want to learn more about inventions, check out more episodes of Kapow's Power of Invention podcast. And make sure you come back next week when Guy will be covering more super inventors and super inventions. And if you've got any questions about Quidditch, games, the world of Go Kid Go shows, Pflugerville, or the personal style and thoughts of the one and only guy o send it to Guy at GoKidGo.com or Kapow at GoKidGo.com. You might get your question read live on the show. But until then, Go Kid Go! Go, kid, go. Go, kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.